0: Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at the church Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting the church slash give. Hey,
1: uh, we are in a series uh, called The Gift. It's called The Gift. And the series is about the Holy Spirit of God because it is a gift. It was left for us as a gift. It says that it will benefit us greatly if he leaves. And he left us the Holy Spirit. And so what we're doing is we're walking through different questions about the Holy Spirit. And what I'm doing is I'm trying to to teach this series by just answering questions. There's a lot of questions out there about the Holy Spirit of God. And so we began, uh, this is week four, we began with who is he? That's a question that we answered. We answer the question, is he a person? Because that's important. Because until we see the Holy Spirit as a person, we can't have a personal relationship with him. Amen. And so last week we looked at, this is the second part of this, but last week we looked at, is he Pentecostal? We looked at Pentecost. Okay. What really happened at Pentecost? What was it? All of that. So that's on the podcast if you missed one. Today... I think is a very, very important question, probably the most important question. The title today and the question today that we're going to answer is, "Can I experience Pentecost? Can I experience Pentecost?" Because here's the deal: The Holy Spirit came 2,000 years ago. I'm looking around, and y'all weren't there. (laughs) You look good if you're 2,000, but you you were not there. I wasn't there. I I wasn't there when Pentecost came. So can I still experience Pentecost? That is a huge question the church must answer. It must. The big church and the little church got to answer that question got to answer that question so I want you to go to your Bible Acts 2 Acts 2 best way I know to answer that just let the Bible answer it amen I don't know how else to answer that okay Acts 2 let's look at 3 and 4 we looked at 1 and 2 and 5 and 6 last week so I told you we'd come back and look at 3 and 4 here's 3 and 4 Acts 2 3 Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one set upon each of them. Key word there is each. Okay? Verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I want you to see a couple things that are very important to look at. Look at the word... Divide look at the word divide. That's in divid. in divid, we get Individual everybody good there individual. Okay now the best way I can explain this is this Each one got one. Okay, so let's just say that in just a second a bunch of delivery guys from Domino's Pizza walks in All right And we cut pizza up and we give it to everyone. If someone doesn't get one in here, they're going to be a cat fight in this house. All right. Listen to me. Each one got one. Does that make sense? There's, it's just pizza being delivered. They all got one. All right. In David. Individual, each individual got one. That makes sense? Everybody good there, okay? So look at tongues. Don't be scared of the word tongues. Greek word is glossa. We get our word glossary, which simply means language, all right? Each one got one, all right? They in the tongues, okay, they spoke in tongues, meaning they each heard the wonderful works of God in their own language. That's what it means. Don't ever, ever, ever be scared or afraid to read your Bible. If you grew up and, and, and the religious upbringing that you had made you afraid to read the Bible because there's certain parts of the Bible that make you afraid, that's, that's bad, that's bad. Okay. The Bible is a good thing. We looked at last week, how God set all that up and it was gorgeous. And we'll talk more about it. Don't be scared that each one got one and they spoke in their own language. Okay. Tongues is a good thing. It's okay. All right. So you see a tongue of fire on their head. Now that's an interesting phrase. Let's just say today, if that happened today, if it happened right now, if there was a tongue of fire that came on your head, I would be able to see your tongue of fire. And you'd be able to see my tongue of fire, all right? But you cannot see each other's tongue of fire. See, if it's up here, and every time I'm looking for my tongue of fire, it's going back, I can't see it. But you can see it on my head and I can see it on your head but you can't see it on your own head. Okay, you say, well, so how do you, how do you do that? How do you, how do you know that each one got one and a tongue of fire set on their heads? You can't see your own. How do you do that? <laughs> Pretty simple. How do you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? Faith. You believe by faith, my friend. You believe by faith that you had a tongue of fire sit on your head. You say, I'm going to pray, I can't see it. I can see yours, preacher. I can see my neighbor's, but I can't see mine. Well, I know this. At 10 years old, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. None of y'all were here. None of you. I, I believe Jesus by faith. I believe that. I got a tongue of fire on my head by faith. Because listen to me. Hebrews eleven six. 6 says this simply, it is impossible without faith to please God. (laughs) It's impossible. It's impossible. It was for everyone. It was for everyone. It wasn't just for the 120. It wasn't just for the people that sat on the platform. It was for everyone. Do you know how you received the Holy Spirit? You receive the Holy Spirit by faith. It's the same way you receive Jesus. It's by faith. By faith. Let's keep rolling. So go to your Bible. Go to Acts 1. Back up just a little bit. Go to Acts 1. So listen, we're trying to answer the question, can I experience Pentecost? Can I experience Pentecost? Because I'm not born back then. I was not born then. But can I experience Pentecost? Look at Acts 1, Acts 1, verses 4 and 5. Acts 1, 4 and 5. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Everybody see that? Do not go. Don't go. Wait. 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 For the promise of the Father, which, he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. you got to get this. I'm just saying you've got to listen to this. John the Baptist. We knew he was Baptist. The Bible says that. I right? don't ever disagree. what it came. All right, so, so, John baptized water baptism. You see that? He says, you, you, John baptized with water. But, but listen to me, you guys got to wait. Don't go. Because next, you will be baptized with what? The Holy Spirit. I mean, it can't be anything other than that. Listen, look look what it says. Wait for the promise. What is the promise? The Holy Spirit of of the Father. He said, you've heard from me, for John truly baptized. We know John baptized with water, right? We know that. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit when? Not many days from now. What is the promise the promise is simply the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It, it can't be. Listen, I went to East Texas Baptist University and I went to Southwestern Seminary. I, there, there's nothing else in the world that can be. Nothing else. I don't need those degrees to, to give me that. That's just that's simple. Wait for the promise. Wait for the promise. The promise is baptism of the Holy Spirit. Look at Luke 24, 49. Luke 24, 49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. What? Again, wait for the promise. Wait for the promise. Wait for the promise. The promise is simple. Look at Acts 2:33. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father what the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out he poured out this which you now see and hear. Look at Acts 2:37. This is Paul I mean, this is Peter when he was preaching and when he got done in 37, it says, men and brothers, what shall we do? Men and brothers, what shall we do? Then he answers the question, because if you're going to ask a question, you ought to answer the question. Look at, look at 38 and 39, Acts 2, 38, 39. Then Peter said to them, repent And let everyone be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Simple. Salvation, baptism, boom. That's just, that's just so easy right there. That's just easy, okay? And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What is it? What's the gift? The Holy Spirit. He said, well, there's a bunch of gifts. Oh, time out. You don't have gifts until you have the gift. I mean, you can't get your gifts out of order. There's a gift, and then there's the gifts. Amen? You got the big box. It's got all the little boxes in there. You can't get to the little box until you get the big box. I've never in my entire life seen a lost man with spiritual gifts. Never. 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 And you won't either. It's impossible. So they receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Watch this. For the promise. Mm, somebody, if you got your own Bible, that's just, you need, do you like a promise? The promise? You just need to keep underlining the promise, the promise, the promise. So you're going to write a bunch, all right? Listen to this good news for you. For the promise, and what is the promise? Baptism of the Holy Spirit. What is the promise? Baptism in the Holy Spirit. What is the gift? The Holy Spirit, okay? The promise is for you. Oh, that's good. I, I love that. And for your children, oh, that's even better. Because that really helps raise good kids if they've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Really helps, okay? And to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Man, you listen to that. The promise It's for you, it's for your children, and all those who are far off. Can I just tell you that that is a direct reference to Jeff Ponder. Dude, I was a far off. I was a far off. And you were too. Even if you were a church member, you were a far off. You may still have children today who are far off. Listen, the promise... And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you and your children and all who are far off. The gift of the Holy Spirit, yes, it's one gift. It's one gift. For the promise, what's the promise again, church? The promise is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The promise is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So can I experience Pentecost? Can I experience Pentecost? I wasn't alive in Acts 2. I was not. You see all the scripture. I had one of my elders send this to me this week. Listen to this phrase. If ever you read my scripture and your interpretation limits me, then that's a good sign your interpretation is wrong that's good I'm gonna read that again if ever you read my scripture and your interpretation limits limits who God limits me then that's a good sign that your interpretation is wrong man for many years that was me Mm, Many years. Let me take you to the three feasts. We talked about the three feasts last week. So you had three feasts. You had the Feast of Passover. In the Feast of Passover, you have unleavened bread and first fruits. Then you have the Feast of Pentecost. Then you have the Feast of Tabernacle. In Tabernacle, you have the Day of Atonement. Okay? You have the Day of Atonement. and, and, And then... So you have, you have, you have, then you have uh, boots, all right? But, 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 but understand something, tabernacle is very important because you have Passover, you have Pentecost, and you have tabernacle. So in these, you have three in Passover, one in Pentecost, and three in tabernacle. They laid that out, okay? So let's take them one at a time. Let's run through it and see what it speaks. The Feast of Passover, Here's the Feast of Passover, unleavened bread, remember, and first fruits. So at Passover, Passover was fulfilled when? When was Passover fulfilled? When Jesus died on the cross. When Jesus died on the cross, Passover was fulfilled. Amen. Is anybody not good with that? Because if you're not good with that, Easter must be miserable. Okay? Okay. Passover fulfilled when Jesus died on the cross. That's some good stuff. So a spotless lamb was sacrificed for the sins of the world. The lamb of God. Who was the lamb of God that was the spotless lamb? Jesus. Oh, rugged cross. Calvary. At 9 a.m., at 9 a.m., the children of Israel, for the feast of Passover, at 9 a.m., the father would cut the throat of a lamb for the meal, for the Passover meal. At 9 a.m., they put Jesus on a cross. At 3 p.m., they took the lamb and wrapped it and stuck it in an oven to cook. See, it bled out for six. At 3 p.m., they took Jesus' body off the cross and wrapped him and put him in a tomb. Jesus fulfilled Passover, my friends. Totally fulfilled it. Just lines up. So then the father would take a loaf of unleavened bread and he would hide it in the house. You know when he would take it out? He would take it out the morning after the Sabbath. And he would take the bread with his children and his family watching. And he waved the bread in the air. Listen to me. The day after the Sabbath, Jesus rose from the grave. Why? He symbolizes the first fruits of the harvest yet to come. Listen to me. They absolutely knew what Passover was unleavened bread they hid it jesus hid the tomb day after the sabbath jesus rose we celebrate easter happy easter la 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 he has risen what you looking for he's not here same thing first fruits they're reminded first fruits all about him he's the harvest yet to come Jesus absolutely rose the day after Sabbath, symbolizing the first fruits and the harvest yet to come. Jesus totally fulfilled Passover. No doubt about it. He totally fulfilled Passover. So now, let's fast forward. We'll, we'll come back to Pentecost. Pentecost, what is Pentecost? 50 days after Passover when the Holy Spirit fell. Because we know that Pentecost means fifty. So we'll fast forward over here to Tabernacles. So Tabernacles, has Tabernacles been fulfilled? Answer is no. We're all here, okay? Tabernacles has not been fulfilled. When will tabernacles be fulfilled? When you hear a trumpet, he's coming back. You better look east if you hear a trumpet. Because Jesus is coming to get the bride. He's coming to get the church. He's coming to get his kids. The Feast of Tabernacles will be fulfilled, okay? Okay? He will be, so when he comes back, there will be a judgment. But because of the atonement of Jesus Christ at the Passover on the cross, we will not face the judgment, because we will spend eternity tabernacling with God in heaven. Okay, that will be fulfilled. Okay, that will be fulfilled. Has it been fulfilled yet? No, it has not been fulfilled yet, but it will be fulfilled. So I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Can you experience Passover today? What I'm asking is, can you experience the fulfillment of Passover? Yes. We saw 11 people testify to that last Sunday. They accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and personal Savior. They they received the fulfillment of the Passover in their lives. Totally. Let me ask you can you receive the fulfillment of tabernacles? Can you? Well, the answer is yes, if you've been saved and baptized. Okay? Because you're a child of the king. Okay? You say, well, whoa, 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 I wasn't alive at Passover. No, you were not alive. At Passover. What if I'm not alive at Tabernacle? Well, what if you're not alive at Tabernacle? Can you experience Tabernacle, the Feast of Tabernacle? Yes. Scripture says that even the dead in Christ will rise. So if you can experience Passover and you weren't alive, and you can experience Tabernacle even if you're not alive, tell me why in the world can you not experience Pentecost? You see, listen to me, folks. This right here is the argument against the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You understand that, don't you? I, that that was that was then. That was not for us. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Put, put, what? I, I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of what to say here. All I can come up with, that's ridiculous. That's just flat ridiculous. That's just crazy. I can't even get my head around that. So here I am, a 10-year-old boy in Athens, Texas. And I know Jesus died on that cross for me. And I know I need a Savior named Jesus to save me. And so I cash in my chips on Passover. And he takes me. And he says, you're my child and you're born again. And I got great things for you. And one day when I come back, you're going to tabernacle with me. That's awesome, God. But hey, Jeff, is Pentecost thing not for you? What? I thought you told me that the Holy Spirit, it, that Jesus told them that it would benefit me if he goes away and leaves the Holy Spirit. How can something that I was told would benefit me not be for me? Come on, man. Is, is that, I'm not, I'm not telling you I'm a, I'm a scientist or anything, but this is just as simple as I can make it out to be. How in the world can that argument stand? It can't stand. If, if I'm gonna accept Jesus for Passover, it takes a lot of audacity for me to say, Oh, uh, you can't have Pentecost, but you get tabernacle. What kind of God does that? Have you ever thought about that? What kind of God gives his kids Passover, the Lamb of God? One day gives them tabernacling in heaven forever, but tells them based on the fact that their birthday was too late, they can't have Pentecost. Sorry, dude, you born in 1965, that's about too late. You can't experience this Holy Spirit thing. You cannot fully receive the Holy Spirit of God. You can't do the things they did in Pentecost. It's not for you. Sorry, you're born too late. I'm going to re-sing the song. I'm going to change it, if that was me. I'm not singing good, good father anymore. I'm going to sing bad, bad father. You ever thought about that? The question is, can I fully receive the Holy Spirit of God in my life? Yes. Listen to me. You can be full and filled with the Holy Spirit of God just like the disciples were in the upper room, just like the 120 were. You can. You can experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit of God in your life. If you're going to cash in on Passover, and you're going to cash in on tabernacles, why in the world would a God that gave you the bookends rob you from the best part? He said, it is to your benefit. Is it benefiting you today? Are you the one that, because of your religious upbringing, just like Jeff Ponder, was told, listen, it's your birthday, dude. Sorry, it's just a wrong time just the wrong time you you don't you don't get it all i'm sorry god just he loves you still but he just saw you born the wrong time no my god does not have limits he's he's a big god my god cannot be limited by time he doesn't go all oh, the calendar jeff you god doesn't have a calendar he is my calendar We don't have seasons without the season maker. We don't have breath without the man who gave us breath. We don't have it without him. He doesn't trick his kids by giving them one thing and giving them another. And in the middle says, you can't have that. You can't have that. You can't have that. It's kind of like this. If your mother-in-law came to live with you, she would be in your house. But will you, have you, even though she's in your house, have you fully received her being in your house? Hmm, that's a total different ball game. See, some of you are thinking, well, when I got saved, I received the Holy Spirit. Yes, you did. So what are you saying? Did I need a different Holy Spirit? No. Do I need, my Holy Spirit not good enough? Your Holy Spirit's incredible. Beautiful. What I am saying is that there is a extra measure of Holy Spirit that is set aside for us, and it's called the promise. And you can ask for the filling of the Holy Spirit of God, and you can be filled, truly filled with the Holy Spirit of God in your life. It's kind of like this: people say, "Well, Jesus is Savior." I expected Jesus as my Savior. Good. Is Jesus Christ the Lord? What do you mean? Is Jesus Christ your boss? Does everything run through him? See, there's a lot of people that get saved, and Jesus is their Savior. And they have wonderful fire insurance. Because they will not burn in hell. But it's different When everything they do runs through the Holy Spirit. See, listen to me. Everything you say, do you ask, does the Holy Spirit want me to say that? Every place I go, do you ask, does the Holy Spirit want me to be here? You see, what I'm talking about is making the Holy Spirit your boss. It absolutely consumes you. You fully receive all the Holy Spirit has for you. You stop keeping the Holy Spirit at arm's length because of some upbringing and religious talk that you've experienced. See, that was me for so many years, man. I had the capacity in my vehicle for a full tank of gas, and I was very content leaving the gas station half full. I was. And I left feeling pretty good about myself. But listen to me, why would God create me with a capacity to receive all the Holy Spirit Would I ever as His child be satisfied half full? Why? Many of us are because we're scared. Many of us do because we're afraid. Many of us have seen a lot of weird and ugly things associated with the holy spirit and it keeps us from saying i want all of you i want all of you do you realize that you will never be fully empowered never fully be all that god wants you to be until you fully receive all of him he is the person of the holy spirit the holy spirit is god what i'm asking you to do today is simply this I want you to simply ask, has there ever been a time in your life that you have fully received all the Holy Spirit? Every bit of him. Just simply say, Holy Spirit, I'm sorry for any negative and bad thoughts I have about you. I'm sorry for the limitations I have put on you. I'm sorry that I have kept you at a safe distance I'm sorry that I thought that I could get in on Pentecost and I could get in over here on Tabernacle, and, but I could not experience Pentecost. I can experience Pentecost because I am your child. I am your child. And for the first time in your whole entire life, will you be brave enough to say, I want all the Holy Spirit. That's it. See, some of you hung up on a word It says baptism just take it out just take it out if it bothers you take it out okay just say instead of saying the baptism of the holy spirit just say the feeling of the holy spirit or the complete feeling of the holy spirit or the complete receiving of the holy spirit whatever makes you comfortable i don't want you to make i don't want you to feel like you have to do something that's going to make you feel like you're now charismatic because Lord help if you're that okay so some people are real weird because they say you believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit you bet I do oh you one of them <laughs> yeah I follow God <laughs> yeah I know him personally he's my friend he's my helper he's my counselor he said hey Jeff one day I'm gonna go away but it's going to benefit you if I do because I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you a counselor. I'm going to send somebody that's going to empower you and give you boldness. I'm going to let you see things that you couldn't see on your own because the Holy Spirit's going to see them. I'm going to let you be able to pray things that you don't even know how to pray. Do you realize you don't even know what to pray? You ever seen that in scripture? Scripture says you don't even know what to pray until my Holy Spirit tells you what to pray. Some of you are like, I already know what to pray. Or Smarty Pants, you really don't because the Holy Spirit says he prays for you, okay? So the more Holy Spirit I have in my life, the more I pray like the Father. That's a good thing. That's a real good thing. So I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes for me. See, I think it's a real tragedy to what the enemy has done. Because in a time... Where we need the Holy Spirit the most. (laughs) Mm. In a time we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit the most, we're running from them. We're running from them. So, right where you sit, this may have been real radical for some of you. It's really not that radical, it's just the Bible. It's not scary. And one of the things I really tried to do in this series is answer questions and take away people's fear and misconceptions about the Holy Spirit in an incorrect way. Many of us in this room have been saved and baptized scripturally. But some of you are still really bored with God. I'm asking you this morning to forget all of the scary things you've ever heard all of the weird things you ever saw about the holy spirit i want you to not worry about your upbringing how this may have been taught or whatever i I taught it as simple as i can it's not complicated i'm asking you to absolutely fall in love with the Holy Spirit this morning. And simply right in your little heart, right where you sit, say, God, I'm so sorry for the thoughts I had about you. And God, I want the Holy Spirit to benefit me, to be of benefit for me. And I want for the first time in my life to fully receive All the Holy Spirit in my life. All of Him. And I don't want to keep you at arm distance and I don't want to freak out if you do stuff through me that I'm not comfortable with. I trust you. I trust you. And for the first time, I want you to meet the Holy Spirit like you've never met Him before. Never. I want Him to become a friend in your life like you've never had before. I want Him to empower you and change you and change everything around you so I'm going to pray and we're going to stand for our time of invitation and if the Holy Spirit leads you to come come you don't have to come up here to receive the Holy Spirit of God you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit right where you sit you just simply cry out God I want you to cover me and baptize me in the Holy Spirit of God every little piece of my body I want you to cover it in that So I want to pray for us. Father, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. We bless you. And God, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God, will draw men and women and boys and girls for you. And God, for the first time in many of our lives, we will fully receive the Holy Spirit like we've never received it before. And God, if there's somebody to sound of my voice that is never, ever, 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 been born again never ever been saved and baptized for the mission of sin that they would come this morning god there's a family you're leading to this place to be that church home god you bring them this morning but father we will stand and i pray out of obedience we will say yes to the holy spirit today in christ's name
0: amen thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at bushland we exist to help people know god Find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.